Early on in the onset of the service, we have uh, Paul Stillhammer with us, who's actually a, a son of the church, uh, and his wife Carrie and their family, and uh, we're grateful. Uh, they now serve as missionaries in South Africa, and just so thankful to have you here and with us again, but also to partner with you in mission and ministry. So good morning, and welcome. Let's welcome Paul this morning. It's great to be with you all here this morning. Amen. I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. If you weren't here at the 8 o'clock service, the choir sang this beautiful Africanish hymn, and they played the drum, and they sang some Swahili, and it was great. And it's great to be back here in Alexandria. We arrived back uh, about in Minnesota about 12 days ago. And on this first slide, you can see the picture of us and our family in South Africa. It was springtime, going into summer. We had been eating the mulberries off the tree in our yard. And then we got on the plane and we arrived here. And now it's fall and winter. And the other picture is at my parents' place. And the leaves are falling off, the the wind and the cold. And we're praying for snow because we don't see much snow in South Africa. So the kids are really excited to have snow to play in. So we're looking forward to that. And it is a big change for us uh, to leave South Africa to come here, but that reminds me of, you know, there's big changes in each one of our lives, both physically and spiritually. And today, I'm going to speak a lot about the transformation that's been happening in the Zion churches in South Africa over the years. The Zion church in South Africa traced their history to a church in Zion, Illinois, that was started in 1900. And so this the city of Zion that was founded and the church that was founded by John Alexander Dowie was founded on three main tenets. The first one was salvation in Jesus. The second one was healing. And people were, a lot of the, the church, the way this church and city grew was through healings that happened. And then the third one that was very prevalent was holy living. In the city of Zion, there was no alcohol, no, no smoking, no guns, uh, Dr. Dowie wanted this city to be a place where people could live without all of those things in their lives. And so part of the church uh, ministry was a publication called The Leaves of Healing. And so in this publication, back in the early 1900s, they had testimonies and pictures of all the people that were healed. And this publication made its way all over the world. Amazingly, some people in South Africa got this publication and started following the teachings And they sent word back to America, you need to send someone to help us so that we're following your teachings. So there was a a missionary sent over in 1904, Daniel Bryant. He spent three years there teaching them the true word of God. And then in 1907, he was called back. And from that time in 1907 up until the early 1900s, the Zion church that started splintered and grew and grew and splintered until today... There are estimated over 4,000 denominations, which means tens of thousands of Zion churches all over Southern Africa. It's an amazing thing how this church has grown. Um, And so in the 1980s, uh, Zima, our mission organization, was founded to reach these Zion churches with the truth of the gospel because uh, Zima is very interested and excited about the transformation that can happen to these 8 million Zion people that are part of the Zion churches in South Africa. So this actually is the largest religious movement in all of Africa. And unfortunately, they've kind of mixed the African traditional worship and, and rituals and traditions with the Christianity. They've kind of, they've syncretized these together. And so they're not following just 
Jesus alone. They're following the things that they've been taught, their ancestors, which includes different rituals and spiritual uh, activities that are unbiblical. And so they're putting their trust not in Jesus alone, but in their ancestors and in the things that they're doing. But I wonder, what if these millions of Zionists were truly transformed, worshiping the one true God through Jesus with the power of the Holy Spirit in them? That is the purpose of Zima. And you can see the next slide is the purpose statement of Zima is working with the Amazonia. We are together becoming mature disciples of Jesus Christ, serving him as he grows his kingdom in southern Africa. And so today I want to share some stories of how God is accomplishing this because the goal as we serve as missionaries with Zima is to experience and to bring this transformation one person at a time to these Zion people. And then we see how God heals them both physically and spiritually, causes them to leave behind these traditional ways that are not honoring to God. And they're being transformed from the self-directed, self-guided way of life into a life that's Christ-led and Christ-directed. And we see this happening throughout these 4,000 denominations of the Zion Church. But you might wonder, well, how, how are we experiencing this happen? So one method is through a program called Zion Evangelical Bible School. It's a four-year program designed for the leaders of the Zion churches. It has training in Bible, uh, Christian ministry, and church leadership. And over the past 27 years, we've seen thousands of Zion church leaders come through this program. And one example is a man called Matthews Villacazzi. He's a graduate of our Zebs program, and he's currently uh, attending a, a formal Bible school where he'll receive his Master's of Divinity and he hopes to become a teacher with us. So listen to his short testimony this morning. My name is Matthew Villagas, one of the leaders of Amazon. Zeps is doing a great job to us there because they are teaching the truth of God. They are teaching what the Bible is truly saying, and it helps people to, to be aware of the false doctrine and false teachers. So they impact me in such a way that when I've studied my theology, the core foundation of what they are teaching is a true theological reflection, true word of God. And thanks to Zeps, they've made it possible for me to go and preach the gospel outside there with confidence that we are reflecting the truthfulness of God. So I thank God with them. Let them continue to what they do so that the gospel of God we can reach the men. I'm looking forward also in the future to work with them as part of the team. Glory to God. Amen. So it's exciting to see what God has done in this young man. As he graduated from Zebs, he's studying the word of God. He's going to be the next generation of Zionists who are going to go out and teach the word of God to his church in South Africa. So he's been he's being equipped and prepared for this ministry to reach this millions, this multitude of Zionists. They're still living in darkness. They, many of them still are living with their eyes closed to the gospel of the truth of Jesus. Another man, his uh, name is Godfrey Maseko. He's a man, he turns 80 years old this year, and he's still teaching with us in Zebs. He's a Zebs graduate, and he's an amazing man. He can speak all of the 11 languages in South Africa. English is one, Afrikaans is another, it's a Dutch language, and then there's nine 
tribal languages. The Zulu is the language I spoke a little bit at the beginning. So he's, he and us, we've experienced this transformation as we've taught at Zebs. He's taught for 15 years, and we've seen many uh, church leaders and pastors be transformed through this uh, Zebs ministry. So listen to his short testimony. Many Amazonian leaders believe in ancestral worship. They have that strong belief that it's through the ancestors that they will go to heaven. Instead of trusting on Jesus Christ as the only mediator for us to God. And most of the Amazonian pastors, uh, I would say, have not gotten the chance to go to theological colleges. From, from the start, they got the wrong kind of gospel from the onset. That is why we need to target Amazonians so that we should give them the, the correct gospel. So it's a, it's a pleasure to stand next to Godfrey and teach. And I speak some in Zulu and some in English, and he translates into one of the other languages for me. And it's through this partnership together that we get to see God transforming these Zion churches as their pastors receive the biblical training. Also, each year we gather as the Zeb's teachers for a conference, a short weekend conference. This is a picture coming up of the conference held this last July. And you can see in this picture we have us as the white missionaries. There's a couple of white South Africans there, but the rest and the majority of the teachers now are the black Zion pastors that have come through the Zebs program and are now teaching with us. So we can see that this is the way that God's multiplying the work of, of uh, Zebs and of Zima in South Africa. So we're encouraged to further be equipped and, and equipping these pastors to carry on with their gospel. So I want to look at what does the word of God say about transformation? As we worship God here on Sunday or wherever we are during the week, we can be worshiping God individually we're learning to worship a God in a way that we're receiving the love from God and we're sharing that love with other people. So as we listen to these testimonies from these Zebs graduates, we can see how they have also helped other people to be transformed. It reminds me of Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, so that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So speaking of a physical and a mental and a spiritual transformation that's going to come through our act of worshiping God. It's truly amazing that God desires to do this in each one of our lives. And then when this happens, we're going to be ready to go out and to live a life holy and set apart for the work that God has for each one of us. So we've also seen this happen as a transformation, uh, continuing catalyst for ongoing transformation of students who attend Zebs. So there's a short video here of a Zebs student. Good day all, um, this is Mabel uh, from South Africa, Johannesburg. Um, with Zebs School, uh, it's my fourth year now. Before I started with Zebs, I didn't know the Bible. I didn't know much about about God. Since I've been with Zeps, I can relate uh, about the Bible. I know I can understand the Bible. 
I'm even I have I'm, I'm confident to stand in front of the congregation to talk more about Jesus, to talk more about God. So thank you, Zeps, for giving me the courage and and, and the hope, the teachings that I've, I, I I I got from Zeps. I'm gonna pass it to my kids so that they continue also with the word of God. So it's encouraging to hear testimonies of how the Word of God is equipping and preparing and then sending out these uh, students to transform other people's lives. This is part of our vision of our ministry in South Africa. And so how about us? Are we willing to be transformed and changed in our lives like these students? And are we willing to kind of leave behind maybe some of the old things in our lives and submit ourselves to God alone? Uh, as I think about my life, this happened for me in 1995 when I traveled down to a Promise Keepers conference in Minneapolis. And, you know, on that day, I went down to the floor of the metro and said yes to God. And he started this process of sanctification in my life as I received salvation through Jesus. And over the years, I've seen how this has been a catalyst for transformation not only in my life, but also in the life of other people around me. Uh, you know, I started teaching fourth grade Sunday school uh, started volunteering and helping with different church ministries. I was asked to be a deacon here at the church, uh, Alexandria Covenant. And then one day God said, Paul, I want you and, and your wife to go to South Africa to be missionaries. And I thought, you sure you got the right guy? Because I was an electrical engineer. I'd been working at Douglas Machine. I had received some business training. I was looking forward to be somewhere in business or management or something. I'd never thought of being a missionary. But we had the choice to say yes to God. And and I praise him that he gave us the courage and the ability to say that because, um, you know, as missionaries, we get to be ambassadors for God. We get to share his word with people who are still walking in that darkness. And it's been a transformation not only in our lives, but the lives of our children who have gotten to live in South Africa, our family, and other people. So this transformation is an amazing thing, and the power of the word of God has been working through our lives. Also, there's a ministry uh, that we call Sunday School Teacher Training because a lot of churches in South Africa, they have nothing for the kids. They all come on a Sunday to worship and the kids just sit there. But Carrie's been a uh, part of a training where we train up teachers to go out and teach Sunday School. So there's a short testimony from two students. Hello, <laughs> my name is Tankisa. I'm very happy today to be here. I'm one of the students. This is my last year at VEPS. So I really thank God for the word of God so that we must be able to teach children so that we must have a better nation. When at schools, I'll go and ask them at least if they can give me one lesson to teach them. Amen. Well, she was also a, a Sunday school teacher training student. Um, but also the next video is the video of the two youth. And it's fun to hear how... Their granny went to Zeb's, and now she's been teaching them, and they're encouraged to go and teach. So let's watch her video. They're we basically decided to take the um, Sunday school teacher training because um, our granny graduated from Zeb's uh, like two years ago. After she came from Zeb's, she had more information on the Bible, which basically inspired us to come and learn so that we can teach mm. others. With, uh, with that, there's a scripture that she once shared with us, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. It's, it, it basically talks about how God has a plan for us and plans not to make us perish, but then um, have a prosperous life. 
I, I believe that Zabs really helped not only us, but then the people that are around us. Because in that way, we came here and we we will learn and we learned to... We're, 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 yeah, we're willing to learn yeah. and we're willing to teach. And so Carrie's taught many students like this at the Sunday School Teacher Training. And it's fun to see how we can provide this specific training for church leaders to go and teach the children and the youth in their churches. It's a way that we can be a part of discipling the next generation to encourage them to walk with Jesus alone and to leave behind the unbiblical practices of their ancestors. So this is a time where people are equipped and prepared to go out and teach the Word of God. We found that uh, most churches that we visit don't have anything for the kids, so this is a great way for them to receive this training to be a part of transforming the youth and the young people in their churches. There's another ministry called Zion Evangelical Fellowship of Africa, or ZEFA. It's an organization that was founded in 1983 with the purpose and the goal to equip and encourage local Zion churches to get out into their local communities to be a part of joining together with other Zion churches. Because there's thousands of these churches and they have a tendency just to be little worlds of their own. But when they can work together, we can see God do amazing things. This is a picture of a Zepha member and a Zion pastor, Pastor Shobete. He's been a part of Zepha for many years. And it's been fun to see how his church has been a part of transforming the, the people around his local community. And really, as I look at him, he's, a, he's really a missionary in his own area. He's reaching out to the other Zion churches with the truth of God's word. So as we think about what is the purpose of transformation, we've seen some of the things that God has been doing in South Africa, but really it's to prepare each one of us and equip each one of us to go out and to be a part of fulfilling the Great Commission. It's not just for us as missionaries uh, overseas, but it's for all of us that are willing to sacrifice and give up the things of our lives and to live an unselfish life set apart for God, one that's not centered on ourselves but centered on God so it makes me think of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting at verse 17. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their, trans their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. So this transformation will enable each one of us to be God's ambassadors. Uh, whether it's a missionary or pastor, all of us have that commission to go out and to bring the gospel to people. So, uh, what's the outcome? We've seen some of the outcomes of transformation, but the outcomes of the spiritual transformation will have a huge impact not only our lives, but into the lives of the people around us. We'll be ready to live, as Jesus said, to take up our cross daily and to follow him and to be agents of this transformation and reconciliation. This reminds me of one Zion church leader, Tommy Thatchwell. He was elected as the leader of his church a few years ago, but he had no Bible training. He found out about Zeb's, we met a couple of times. He said, no, I have to go to Zeb's. He started attending Zeb's, and, and the, he, soon afterward, I saw some more people. He was bringing more pastors from his church, other leaders from other churches. 
And within two years, he, he made it a requirement for all of his pastors to receive Zeb's training so that they were all fully equipped with the word of God. So we've seen that through this transformed church, he's had an outreach into his local community. And this is what we see time and time again, that we have ability to, to train up these leaders, and then they go out and are bringing the word of God to people around them. And I believe that's what God wants for each one of our lives. If we look back to Romans again, Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8, we see what the Word of God says about how God wants to use each one of us. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not have all the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ. And individually, we're members of one another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them, if prophecy, in proportion to our faith, in service and our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in his generosity, the one who leads with zeal, and the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So each one of us are to live our lives as a part of the body of Christ. And as we do this, we're going to be the witnesses of the multiplication of faith in Jesus Christ. Here at Alexandria Covenant, it's a church body that has a part in, in transforming many lives around, of people around Alexandria. The people of this church serve Christ by serving other people. When Carrie and I were called in 2004 to be missionaries, we had no idea how God was going to use us to be agents of transformation. But we've been witnesses again and again how God is working through us in ways that we never imagined. Another way that God's used uh, the ministries of our work here there in South Africa is through the radio ministry. Over the last seven years, we've been able to record over 230 Zulu programs uh, that are sent out over radio stations, through social media, internet. And uh, just want to play a short video of Pastor Kuba. He's the gentleman pastor who teaches on these programs. God is doing great work because this is impacting uh, different people in different places. Most of students we have now through the uh, radio station because they heard our teaching there. They want to join the classes like Zeb's Bible School. They are praising the Lord that their eyes are open their minds are opened, uh, or their lives are changed now because of this Bible teachings. So today these programs are broadcast on local radio stations and we continue to see more and more people come to the Bible schools because of this radio program. So over the years, how have we continued to see the expansion of our ministry with the Zion churches? Well, in 1995, our Zeb started with two classes and today we have over 80 classes all over Southern Africa, including South Africa, Mozambique, Zimbabwe, Zambia, Eswatini. There, there have been over 3,800 graduates of our four-year Bible school over these years. And so 
These are just a few testimonies, but think about other, the other thousands of these pastors who have graduated, and they're out doing work in their communities too. And back in 1995, Zima had three missionary families. Today, we've grown to, to 13. So it's amazing to see how God continues to grow and provide for the work of the Zion people there. Uh, this last January, I was elected to be the new field director of our mission. And so it's going to be a new season for me as I get to lead and guide the ministry in South Africa. I'm going to have more opportunities to be a part of the transformation through the other uh, missionaries within Zima, looking to be more innovative, find new ways to reach Zionists with the truth of the gospel. And so there's still a lot of work to be done in Southern Africa. If we go back to the purpose statement of Zima, it says we're working with the Amazoni. We are together becoming mature disciples of Jesus Christ, serving him as he grows his kingdom in Southern Africa. So we know that God is the one doing that, this work through us, and it's exciting to see the transformation of these churches have such an effect in the people and the, and the areas in South Africa. So uh, as I close this, let me pray. Father, we do thank you. We thank you for this partnership that you've had between this church body over the last 15 years in our work in South Africa. We know that God is using this local church body to be agents of transformation, not only here in Alexandria, but also all over the world through the missionaries who are sent and supported by this church body, this congregation of Christ followers. Lord, I also pray that you'll continue to call and send missionaries into the mission field, whether it be right here in Alexandria or some other city, state, or country. May you continue to equip, lead, and direct each one of us to be ambassadors for Jesus Christ each day of our lives. Pray in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And we'd love to speak with you more after the service. We have a table in the patio. Come and have a chat. And uh, may the Lord bless you and continue to guide you each day of your lives. Thank you. I like.